Welcome to the Stop and Think Podcast. I'm your host, Will Dole. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you're listening. Today we've got a post I wrote entitled, That Quivering in Your Spleen. I was in a conversation the other day with a sister in the Lord who had visited a church I was familiar with. She said to me that this church felt like the Spirit had just up and left there. I wasn't exactly expecting that statement about that church from this woman, and so I paused for a minute before offering some information that might help her take a more charitable view of the situation. But the statement nonetheless struck me. She had visited, hadn't felt the presence of the Spirit, quote-unquote, and had therefore determined he must have pulled up stakes and moved out of town, or down the street as the case may be. Another conversation illustrates the same point. In this conversation, I was discussing with my wife and another couple, some preachers we were all familiar with, and I made the comment, I really appreciate Preacher A, but when Preacher B stands in the pulpit, I just have this overwhelming sense that I'm about to hear from God. I don't have the right words to describe it, it's just a sense I have. And my friend replied, That's funny, because for me it's just the opposite. I really appreciate Preacher B, but when Preacher A starts speaking, I just know I'm going to hear from the Lord. I share this conversation because what one might think is wrong with the first conversation is a negative spirit, and that is certainly at play. But there is at work in both conversations an unhelpful subjectivity that can lead us astray. What the second conversation drove home in my mind was the absolute need for clear and objective standards in evaluating the quality of a church ministry, and whether or not the Spirit of God is at work there. While numerous indicators could be brought forward, I just want to highlight one, the most important one, the centrality of the Word. Do you want to know if the Holy Spirit is at work? Ask, does this place foreground the words which were inspired by the Holy Spirit? The Apostle Peter tells us that Scripture came about through men who spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, 2 Peter 1.21. It would seem rational, then, when questioning whether the Spirit is at work, to evaluate whether he's being heard. When I'm speaking with my kids, I expect them to listen. If they are walking away as I speak, covering their ears, or ignoring the fact that I've opened my mouth to instruct them, then I obviously am not exercising much authority or even influence over their lives. Receiving communication is central to being shaped. This also ought to check our judgment. Suppose someone stands up to speak, and I don't get that quivering in my spleen, the spirit must be here feeling. So what? If the man stands up to speak, and instead of pontificating on his own opinions, he opens up the text and explains, what God has said, then God is at work. No one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12.3. If you are in a church or visit a church that doesn't feel alive, but the Bible is being clearly taught, then maybe your heart is the issue. Consider this story from the life of R.C. Sproul. This is from Stephen Nichols' 2021 book, R.C. Sproul, A Life, published by Crossway. Bishop Walters invited R.C. to preach at his church. It was R.C.'s first experience preaching in an African-American church. At the door, just as the service was getting underway, Bishop Walters told R.C. that he had one hour and 30 minutes to preach. 
R.C. had never preached longer than 30 minutes up until that point. He decided he would simply string three sermons together. As he started preaching, the congregation joined in as preaching is a team sport in this church context. They were amening and saying, preach it, preacher man, and the like. R.C. could hardly hear himself think and was not used to this. He turned to the bishop and asked for his help to quiet down the congregation so he could preach. The next day in class, the students were all curious as to how it had gone. They all asked, not R.C., but Bishop Walters, Hey, Bishop, what happened? Bishop Walters proceeded. The prof started preaching. People were shouting and yelling amen and calling out, and the poor prof couldn't hear himself think, so I had to stand up and tell the congregation to quiet down and let the man preach. He got to preaching, and then the ghost came by. R.C. said that was the highest compliment he ever received for his preaching in his entire life. Then the ghost came by. End quote. What I'm not seeking to say is that there is never a subjective sense of the Spirit's presence, or that all such feelings are nonsense. What I am saying is that such feelings are fallible, and we need to be careful. The congregation in Bishop Walter's church that morning could have been annoyed that this white guy couldn't preach when people were talking back and encouraging him. Maybe some felt that way. But if so, they would have missed it when the ghost came by. Sometimes the Spirit makes himself felt in an unusual way. But that won't happen apart from the Word of God. See John 16, 12 through 15, John 14, 6 and 7, 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 4, 2. And sometimes the ordinary ministry of the Word is doing God's work in a way that you can't see or feel. See Matthew 13, verses 31 to 33. So, are those goosebumps up your spine a signal that the Spirit is moving or that they need to turn the thermostat up? Apply the test of the word, and you won't have to wonder. This has been the Stopping to Think podcast. I'm your host, Will Dole. Thanks for listening.